Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk animated shows and movies here, especially Miraculous Ladybug and The Owl House. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm your host, Dylan Heisen, and I will be joined shortly by Ali and Alex to talk about Centaur World Season 2. Uh, that's one of my favorite shows of the year. Very excited to get into that with Ali and Alex. There will be a spoiler-free section in the beginning in case you've not checked out Centaur World and want to hear our thoughts on that. So check the podcast description for the timestamp on when that starts. But first, I wanted to announce what this podcast is going to look like in heading into 2022. This is our last podcast of 2021. And thank you guys so much for listening through our new format. I know we're covering a lot fewer shows and we had a lot fewer podcasts, but I still think we had a lot of really good stuff this year. In 2022, things are going to be similar. Uh, We're still going to be primarily focused on Miraculous Ladybug and The All House. Uh, we are still going to have fewer podcasts. The difference this year will be that we're getting rid of the regular every other week Wednesday release schedule. Uh, so you'll see more sporadic releases, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, we'll see kind of how that goes next year. I'm not anticipating doing significantly fewer podcasts, um, This is more of gives us flexibility depending on when uh, people are available and we're up for recording, when shows are airing, kind of et cetera. So, uh, you know, next year, don't expect a podcast every other Wednesday anymore, but do keep subscribed to our main feed on your podcast app. That way, whenever the new podcast drops, you'll get it. If you're subscribed to us on YouTube, same thing. Wherever else you listen. Uh, if you stay, uh, subscribed, you'll, you'll definitely, uh, hear our new release. And if you want to keep up to date on what our plans are, I think the best ways would be via our discord at overlyanimated.com slash discord or following us on Twitter at overlyanimated on Twitter. And since it's the end of the year, that means our end of year TV animation awards, the OVAEs are going on right now. Very exciting, uh, as usual. Um, Currently, uh, there is a nominating happening that is exclusive to our patrons and staff. Um, soon, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, there will also be an open vote to choose the winners. Uh, stay up to date on all of that at OverlyAnimated.com. We'll post the nominations and the winners there. If you would like to get in on the uh, internal portion of our award show, you could uh, become uh, any level of patron for the month of December at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. That'll get you access uh, to full voting. Um, But yeah, check out uh, our website and our social media for what the nominations and winners will be. It's time to talk about Centaur World, uh, specifically Centaur World Season 2, but also uh, the entire show, as I'm now joined by Allie Martin. Wow. And Alex Bonilla. Hello. Okay, those appropriate intros. Uh, this immediately. No, keep keep this up. This this is what we're looking for. Welcome to overly animated. Yeah, should we sing it or something? Nothing better represents our podcast. Okay, that's good. We're talking about a show like Centaur World. Should we yeah. come up with the, the parody lyrics beforehand? Should we yeah, write that? Like, should we write this that? It's all improv. Okay, we're put it on the end it. credits. 
<laughs> okay. We'll the opening credits. If you think of more lyrics anytime, just jump in. With them. <laughs> okay. Centaur World Season 2 uh, just came out this previous week on Netflix. Uh, this is a, a new 2021 show, and um, it's finished airing as of, you know, unless it gets more episodes. Uh, if you've not watched Centaur World, we're going to start off with no spoilers here. So you can get our recommendation on whether you should check the show out and what it's all about. And then we're going to go into spoilers and talk about season two and the finale. So I'll let you know when the spoilers start. But uh, for now, uh, let's uh, start uh, with uh, general non-spoiler center world thoughts. Um, You know, what what do you connect with with the show? What are your favorite parts of it, Allie? Okay, well, as a cringe theater kid, I obviously connected to the music and Broadway people right away. No one's surprised there if you know me. I was I, the cast is really stacked, especially in season two. Um, so that was what really made me want to start watching. And then I did like see snippets of the animation, and I thought it was really well done, but also ridiculous. And I mean, you have a note about this, but like the the contrast of the different art styles mm. interested me. Um, I re- what really like made me stay is the fact that it like is ridiculous and also it can be very serious much like the art styles but i i like the storytelling i still wish it was longer because it feels like it could have gone deeper in the episodes we got or like after that but i i really like the silliness meshed with um the realness of the stories that get told and the characters like struggles that they go through you know typical good storytelling really and glendale is the best Okay. She really, she really helped me. Glendale, Glendale makes the cut in the non-spoiler. Oh my god, she's nice. my favorite character. Okay, I so, love Horace and I love Wink, but Glendale is like ooh. she's hard to beat. She's best girl. Okay, so no, I, well, I'll say that it's too weird to bring in in the non-spoiler what? section. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's a good summary of a lot of the uh, positive points. Alex, well, what about you? Yeah, I, I recall my initial experience with Centaur World being a bit of a of a rough start. Like I, the first couple of episodes, I like could not figure out what to make uh, of the show. But about halfway through the first season, I, I like suddenly fe- fell in love with it. If I make a, a comparison, it would probably be uh, the, a lot of shows have taken from Adventure Time the idea of oh this God, like yes. very very goofy universe, but like inserting like very serious and emotional moments throughout to kind of balance it out and i think that centaur world takes both of those to the extremes where like it is both it has it's very dark and emotional but it's more so than any uh, than many animated shows that are ostensibly aimed at younger audiences while also being uh, goofy and uh, it's uh, ridiculous as ali pointed out to to an extreme level that sometimes is a very difficult (laughs) to parse with the other half of the show but I, I think that for the for the most part it manages to thread that needle in, in like in such a interesting interesting to watch way um and uh, while i am not uh, as musically inclined as, as ali i mean i've only just this year begun like getting into musicals <laughs> a little bit more but i think that the range of music that central world uses it, it uses it very well it, it again a lot of silly songs a lot of very serious and emotional <laughs> heart-hitting songs so uh, there's like a lot to pick and choose from and they, they sh- shoot so many um, performances at the wall that at least some of them are bound to to land with you so i i think that 
for for anybody watching Central World for the first time, it is definitely a show that you need a, a a couple of episodes to really figure out what the tone is because it is so unlike many shows that I've ever watched. But once you if you if, if you're able to buy into it by 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 at some point in the first season, it is a magical experience. And that and season one on its own was magical. And then having season two to continue that, uh, we'll we'll get into that. But I I think that as a whole, Centaur World has really delivered in a way that I would never have expected. Nice. I, yeah. I mean, I think I think going to definitely depend on who you are in terms of like uh, your reaction to start, whether how you're going to settle into the show. But I think no matter who, no matter uh, what your preferences, give Centaur World a chance. I agree. Give it a few episodes. Um, interesting. I think the premiere is like one of the strongest episodes, uh, but it's like jarring the first time you watch it. Going back, though, I think uh, definitely I would say like a top top three episode of the show or something but um i want to echo like the uniqueness of the show is like what really draws me into it so many aspects this is very different from many other animated shows on on tv and i think this is just one of the most unique shows in general on tv like i don't think there's a show that i've seen like centaur world live action or animated um and in several aspects you know i think this is it's very like broadway slash theater inspired uh you know it's a musical so full musical show so uh, constant songs every episode or most episodes and uh that's always a positive and but it's like imbued kind of into like the type of show Santa world is um the silliness yeah contrasted with the the kind of serious aspects and uh, that's presented through contrasting animation styles that are animated by two different animation studios and that's something that i'm always really drawn to um uh, especially recently is uh kind of different uh animation whether it be like a different style or different uh types of animation uh together and Center world was that was like what, what got once we saw the first trailer for it, that's what got me really excited for the show especially was seeing that we're going to do that in the show so um you'll you'll get that right away if you watch the first episode uh too of um it starts off in one style gets into another one uh so i would uh definitely check out Centaur World uh, and uh, then Please. make sure it actually is a show with spoilers. So do uh, stop listening if you've not finished season two yet. Um, surprising amount of spoilers ahead for <laughs> Centaur World here. Is it surprising? Uh, let's, we'll talk about that. Um, okay. okay. So full spoilers for all of season one and two of Centaur World starting now. Let's get uh, general... Season two thoughts. Probably this is going to be mostly about the finale, but whatever you want to hit on in terms of what you kind of responded to the most in season two. Allie, I know you recently uh, watched the finale. So what were your big reactions? Okay. Can young women stop getting stabbed, please? I can't (laughs) take it anymore. My poor heart is just, it's reeling from that still. I thought she was dead. I can't. Oh, my God. Everything with the Nowhere King also, I'm so glad we got as long of a not backstory but just like episode i'm glad we got like an an hour-long finale so we could really get his backstory even though i wish it was more like not that it wasn't fleshed out but i love what they did with him i just wanted it to last longer like i want to know more about woman (laughs) that's another thing like the names of these characters like some of them at least is is that her official name yeah the princess yeah yeah, woman slash the princess. Then there's rider. Then there's horse. Like, and then I believe yeah. the only human with a name is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting. Um, yeah, no, I really I like the finale a lot. I I'm stuck on just everything about the Nowhere King and like the kind of uh, 
I mean, I don't want to like get into like this isn't furry territory. Like the, you can have different kinds of love, and the the fact that like they explored this with like a non-human and a human, I'm it was it's something I like to see. But I know like you know it's controversial or whatever. But I think it was handled really well. Music was great. I really <laughs> I like the Holes reprise song because it talks about killing people, but like not in a like mutilating way. That's the thing. Also, I feel like the show. Whether you, whether or not you like the show will depend on your sense of humor, but it get it like goes back and forth on a spectrum between like super silly stuff to like farting to like jokes about death and suicide. But I mean, it, it appeals to my humor and nature, so I really enjoyed it a lot. I don't know how to feel about the like really ending ending, like the wrap up. I'm just glad Ryder lived, and I love how she got pink curly hair, but. I want it to keep going. How is it going to stop there? Can we get a movie? And maybe, yeah. maybe or a spinoff series? I think the, the finale kind of acted as a movie. It did, definitely. Yeah. It's as close as I think as we're going to get unless something like a miracle happens. But I want to see Horace training to be a shaman. That'd be cool. Also, bring back Becky Apples. I want more about her. <laughs> you wanted more Becky Apples? That's one of your yeah. top. Okay. She, she may be a schmuck, but she's interesting. Wow. She's just a horse. She's but like she eats <laughs> hair and kills minotaurs like it's nobody's business. What's up? Chet eats hair. She's one of those classic animated horses that is just very like business all the time. Like I think of the horse from yeah. Rodel Dorado. Like that's but just that's a horse personality. Is, I guess that's I guess. what they're going we for. We see yeah. the minotaurs popping up in Centaur World and Durpleton is like going to convert them or whatever. I want Becky Apples to be able to talk in Centaur World and look like a beach ball whatever the description of this okay. was well add that to the wish list for next yeah season. by it the was... way uh I, th- I think this is i think it's fair to call this furry territory i think i, uh, I think because... they're fur- i think they're furries yeah well sure. definitely with the nowhere king and woman but like with horse and rider it's like familial love and i love that yeah, well, well let, not... let's not even get to, into the fact that their songs in season one if you listen to them without contest i swear <laughs> god it's so gay everybody knows it it's fine i appreciate it still even these songs in season two right kind of Kind of, it's it's although the finale song does make very clear that they think of each other as sisters. It like does. they hammer it's that fine. home a lot more in season two. It's it's better that way because she, like horse has is no part human. So it's do people weirder. ship horse and rider? Is that a ship? Oh yeah. In, in season one, it was like sort of a possibility. It, listen, the lyrics, like Alex said, out of context, especially in the first half. I, I don't know. It's, it's the only thing I'll say is at the end, Last Lullaby Part 1 and Last Lullaby Part 2 are with, um, they're very, like, clearly a parallel um, with, like, a center, mm-hmm. like, a horse yeah. and, like, a, yeah, anyway. Uh, I don't think it's supposed to be romantically parallel, but I was very much struck with the parallel <laughs> they were going for. It's 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 love. That's the theme. Yeah. yeah. Not yes. always romantic. Yeah. Uh, Alex, your season two reactions. Yeah, so obviously season one ends on such a high, right, of like we fi- we finally in- come face to face with the Nowhere King and we have the big fight and everything. So like the, the crescendo up to that was good. So when season two starts and we're back to the uh, the dynamic of going from spot to spot in Centaur World to like trying to like complete missions again, it, it did it did feel a little bit of of uh, like okay we're going back to a bit of a slower rhythm. So like that uh, it 
the the first half of the season did feel a little off to me, but I guess that's just a, a thing of like getting back into the Centaur world's uh, world, <laughs> which is like in itself uh, a, a kind of a task. But by by midway through the season, and, and like we get we get more of the Earth story again, and we get more of uh, what Ryder's doing and uh, and Nowhere King's uh, story. And uh, we also get a little a little bit more into horses uh, insecurity. Uh, I think that it, it all comes back together. But and so when the finale happens, the finale movie like that feels uh, so uh, uh, so fulfilling in terms of everything that the two seasons have built up to it. So I, I, I for me like if I, if I'm picking a favorite episode, I, I think the finale is like an easy choice because like it's kind of saving all. All of most of the season's best songs for there. It's saving the, uh, the you know the the culmination of the 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 story's villain there. Uh, like almost all the information is dumped in that in that finale. So uh, and in terms of like the uh, the post uh, rider stuff, uh, I I was you know a little disappointed that she came back just because like i think that they they sold it so well that she had gone so like once she made the comeback it's like oh weird but i'm not upset that she's alive and like the thing is like with the tone of the show and how dark it's been up to that point you're like yeah i could buy that 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 make kind of makes sense for this story right like she but but in any case like it's still a happy ending and it still feels good when they have their three minute like number saying goodbye to us you know so like i I, all in all I, i I think season one was such a trip and such a like unique experience in my head that it would be very hard to have topped it. But like season two is still pretty good, and especially the uh, the the finale is like the the cherry on top of all of this. Uh, apple. What were you, the apple? Yeah, the Becky apple on top. Um, <laughs> what was your reaction to? So the, the last lullaby part one is when. Um, what princess uh woman uh kill, <laughs> she princess woman. <laughs> when she when she kills uh Noah yes kid. i was i was kind of shocked that that she went through with it like Me i was too. impressed <laughs> like, so Ryder being alive comes after that so i feel like that i feel like they're intrinsically linked like i was like shocked that they actually kill no working not that it's like you know the whole th- song is about it it's just like such a the whole finale is such an emotional build up with this uh connection mm-hmm. um so I was like reeling from that, and then Ryder has to live after that. It would be way too dark. I think those two things next to each other for this show, which is dark, but it's like at its core, extremely happy and goofy. I suppose. Although, also, like the uh, the the whole season had been kind of well, uh, the end of season one and season the rest of season two were also like hammering in like the the reason that horse has been able to be stable is because she's had this found family right in, in the centaur world like she's not leaning only on one person and i think that's also like that they're back and forth with horse and the no working like you're just like me and horse like no not really because i have other people <laughs> that i rely on so like i think you could make it work where rider dies but it's still sort of a happy ending so sad it would it would be it would be sad but i think that it wouldn't be hopeless because of the fact that the show has made very clear that horse's connection with the central world uh herd is has gotten almost as important to her Um, also can i just say i'm very glad they didn't make the general her father i was really expecting that especially (laughs) because of how similar they look or the character designs are and like, oh, then she womans her mom. Like, thank God. Thank you. 
for not doing that. Yeah. Um, interesting. We'll talk about the the twist that we do get. Um, the twist. The twist. Yeah, I love. I loved uh, season two, especially the finale. I mean, the finale is just uh, it's it's so great. Um, it's 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 you know it's really three episodes together, but that's that's okay. And uh, it's uh, it, <laughs> I'll be okay. <laughs> well, in terms of like, oh, it's the best episode. Like, duh. Like, it's three episodes. Oh, well, yeah. uh, but uh, it's it, it's one of those shows. It ends up being a show where like it really they really give it give everything at the end in terms of explaining all the mythology and explaining the big backstory with the Noir King. And I love that they do that because it's. It, it's really good. Um, and it is very different, I think, from the rest of the show from that regard, though. Uh, but uh, it's the, the whole networking backstory I, th- I thought was some of the most engaging stuff in the show. And I loved um, the last lullaby parts at the ending. Um, a lot of the music in the finale, they really went all out with uh, songs after, uh, I guess, the no songs in one previous episode. Um, and uh, loved, the, the, loved the, the ending where we go with everything. Uh, in terms of the rest of season two, I think I appreciate how um, different types of episodes we kind of get. Um, you know, we with the I love the uh, Earth Earth only episode. Um, I yeah, like, I like that Especially we really try that. Rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot with Always a lot of writer better. stuff. I love the backstory episode. I thought that was really unique too. Um, and uh, s- season season two, I, I think that uh, there were main characters that either seemed one note or didn't necessarily work as well as other characters in season one. And I feel like season two kind of fixed all of that. So I was really You're impressed with Durpleton, that. You're talking about Durpleton, right? Uh, Durpleton's one of them. Durpleton uh, went from being a pretty silly character who was fun to, I think, potentially the star of the show in season two, at least for oh, me. No. <laughs> yeah, for some parts, totally. Uh, <laughs> I love Daddleton and Stabby yes, is my favorite part of the so season. Uh, I'm so it, glad you like it. I it's, loved it. It's everything. <laughs> I, it's a uh, breakout, breakout plot line, uh, Stabby. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, Chad, I think he improved a lot. Um, Glendale gets some depth. She was great in season one, but, you know, she's other, another Chad also too. got some depth with Zulius. I'm so excited to talk about it. Zulius, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think season two works really well with season one. I think potentially a take that I would have is that in an ideal world, I would have loved to have seen maybe a season in between these two seasons. It, like like se- a mid-season? Like season two feels like a season three to me. It does. Like, uh, because we get, the, we get the parody episode in episode two. Like it was really early for the parody episode. Um, I, f- I thought a lot, of, I don't know if you guys agree with this. I thought a lot of the songs this season were extremely based on season one songs. Like, yes. Almost all of them. Like there are very few songs that stand on their, like there are their own, completely their own things this season. Mm. Um, you know, slightly disappointed by that, I guess. Um, but I think that would have been even better if it were like there's two seasons of like song build up to them pivoting in that direction. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the episode order is what it was. They're working with with what they got from Netflix, I think. Uh, but uh, I, I and but that being said, I liked uh, I I liked that they referenced all these uh breakout songs from from season one like it felt like the show was aware of what yeah i'm a fan of reprisals and like motifs yeah definitely um like i've been searching for you like so many times that came up this season that song um they i mean they sing it during the play uh which is great and then it's just (laughs) it's really great a component uh in many other ones so um yeah i also think it's a strength of like i think the show is aware of what works maybe even more more so than any other show in recent memory that i can think of like the show is instantly aware that comfortable doug is a star yeah. um, well and it's interesting right because they wouldn't have any fan knowledge of that well right because they, yeah they no they're definitely all together. written before it aired yeah 
Yeah, and yeah, like season two, you're right. Like it did feel a lot more self-aware or meta than season one did. To also like in the finale, there's like reference like glad we tied up that plot or something with like the little oh, yeah, the small uh, uh, and and, like yeah, the usage of the songs from season one. Um, there's a lot more uh, like catchphrase usage in season two Mm -hmm. with like flonking and nuts to this. Like so, like there's there is some tone change in season two to be more self-aware. Uh, I'm not sure if I ended up liking that on the whole, but like it's just interesting to think about. Like, yeah, this this was all done together, and yet they they knew like what like what made sense for like a, like what fans would like latch on to. It seems. Yeah, I was really impressed. They know their audience. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to dig into from all of that in season two, but um, we can we can start by digging into the the finale more. Um. No, uh, def- definitely. I think one of the reactions I had to the the finale was I was like much more invested in the no working backstory than like the battle stuff. Although they ended up doing kind of interesting stuff with the battle with uh, yeah, they the kind battle. of parodied it. That's why I like the whole song so much. Yeah, they end they end up like not making it as much of a thing as it could have been as other shows. It is in other shows. But um, when they did have fighting scenes, also not just in the finale in season two, the animation was so smooth. I would have liked to have seen maybe another battle. Yeah, I mean, it's, the whole show is gorgeously animated, um, but and it's really stepped up in the finale. Uh, Ali, what do you what, what do you think of uh, everything we get with the Noah King with uh, the the twist that the Noah King and the general uh, are the yes, same person? that was amazing. I I didn't expect that, even though I probably should have. I had I think we had a feeling that he was like human at some point, but I liked him being a centaur. It's, obviously, it should have been clearer. <laughs> Thinking about that now, I feel a little silly, but I liked it a lot. Um, I still, I want like more backstory on like how he got a lab and like what research he was doing. Like who made the, did he make the portal? I don't know, but I liked that he was um, like a canon centaur guy and like wanted to be part of the human world. And it's it's a theme that happens a lot, but I, when it's done well, I like it. Um, I want... <laughs> I don't know. I just want more backstory of how the worlds became connected in general. But I think they tied it up really. I mean, obviously working with the time they had, I think it was tied up really well. Um, I like him in general. I I just feel really bad for the deer half. Like the whole time. It just hurt my soul. So my interpretation of what they end up going with with the mythology of Centaur World is that uh, just the foundation of the world is that there's Centaur World and there's Earth and they're tied via the portal and that's just like how the world started off before anything in in fine, we see yeah. in the finale happened i'll accept that yeah so i yeah i think leah i think that's they they end up having that as as a base i guess and then explain the conditions of the worlds and the nowhere king and that's kind of what the finale is is ultimately trying to get into um yeah alex your your uh big big reactions to the what we learned about the nowhere king yeah, I mean, uh, I would agree that the Nowhere King uh, plotline was probably the uh, what ends up being the most in- most interesting uh, piece to follow in season two, and uh, yeah, like I, I definitely appreciate um, the non-linear presentation of it, where like we start with him already split up, and then we go back to seeing him as a centaur, and we're like seeing the marriage, and so like it, it like bounces around, so like it's not it, it because of that when you get to the twist of like them be them working in general being the same person like you're all you're already in a place, at least i i personally was, I was like I st- i'm like still confused like what order things are happening mm-hmm. in so like it's our it, it's it 
even midway through the episode, you're still in a place of like getting your bearings when then suddenly that appears like, oh, whoa, okay, okay, I gotta, gotta, gotta uh, change my, my plane of thinking now here and catch up. Uh, and uh, so, you know the the uh, the pres- the idea of splitting up a centaur into its two yeah, halves is, is, is something that I don't think had really been touched on at all uh, up to that point. So that was uh, an interesting wrinkle to throw to throw into into this. How do um, you do and- that? That's all I want to yeah. know. <laughs> the magic key. Uh- yeah, uh, yeah like, they, they, one half of the artifact is from human world, yeah. one half is from centaur world, so you use that. What about and all the other parts that? that make up the whole key? Wow. <laughs> I think I'm missing something here, but it's it's fine. Yeah. I think it's, it's just what Alex said, yeah, it's just one, and then I think one is one part's from one world, and then it gets divided up after that, too. Um, maybe uh, yeah and uh, the the musical performances of course tie it together uh, every every uh, pretty much every per, uh, actor in this uh, show is a great singer but a special thank you to brian stokes mitchell who does nowhere king's uh, voice yeah i am a sucker for anybody who sings in deep voices pretty Wait, well who was brian and, darcy james uh, brian darcy james is the general i believe oh thank you yeah but i mean but, this, uh, this show has you know through uh broadway heavyweights of uh, brian stokes mitchell um, Megan yeah. Hilke, um, Lea Salonga, it's Lea Salonga, yeah, yes. and they bring in Brian's R.C. James as well. So um, they they really go to the the those uh, heavyweight uh, singers in in the finales here. Yeah, and, and like uh, the Nowhere King had not had really music. I mean, he had the the one the you know the Hush the now song, song at the at the end of season one. But other than that, they'd been kind of saving his his performances for for the finale, and they they really helped helped out give give the give the weight that 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 needed. So, um, just, I, I was just very impressed with how uh, all, all all that played out, and of course, you know the 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 how it ends of like seeing. Uh, of the princess, you know, joining them together again j- just to kill them off was, you know, very, uh, you know, dramatic uh, and surprising. So I, I, I think that it kept, it kept me on my toes the whole way through, and I consider that a success. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the everything was engaging with it. The two main aspects, I guess, of what they end up doing are the backstory between the Nowhere King and the princess, and then the the twist with um, the general. Um, so like my, my general thought is, so first of all, it just plays out very satisfying. I think that's what's most important, but from like a broader perspective of, if you're going to try to f- explain this ridiculous show in the finale, if you're going to try to like apply logic to this premise, um, <laughs> then, uh, I think it's, it's, it's kind of an absurd, uh, thing to try to do, but if you're going to do it, I like what they did because it plays on the very foundation of, oh, there's a centaur world where everyone's a centaur. So this twist of like... The Nowhere King was part, you know, it splits into like the horse part and the human part. That's like the key, like to me, it's like, okay, you're just, you're inherently going to the, the fact of uh, what a centaur is as, uh, as your big kind of twist and your big kind of core mythology element to what you're doing in this big kind of, fi- uh, lore, uh, finale. So, uh, and then, and then the other aspect of the, the print, the, the woman and the Nowhere King was like, oh, you bring them in in, in the finale and they're kind of in of season one and they're kind of uh built up a little bit throughout the season so kind of really paying that off uh it, it's it is also very satisfying so uh i i i really like where they're gonna go uh if if they're gonna go with like the, this big kind of epic lore episode and i'm really glad they did because it ends up being great i mean i think it's the i do think it's the way to go after the season one kind of big epic uh rift episodes were such a highlight um you know go epic again and kind of in a different way too 
whereas kind of the season season one epic finale was like uh mysterious and uh thematically epic i guess here it's like story and mythology epic and so i think they work really well together in retrospect yeah what more i know it, it would it would it would be what would what would we go from here though no more no working yeah well, the thing is like it would be kind of like an epilogue series sort of right like yeah see, like if we um, got a shira epilogue like how does everything happen after that because maybe the nowhere king had followers like I mean the the, the cold tars what were they the people the tars <laughs> no the, the Arctic? Glendale solved them it's fine <laughs> the min the minotaurs though right did they how did they get rid of all the minotaurs that too yeah and they're coming through the holes to centaur world now so like how do they get converted yeah are they all gonna turn out like stabby um, yeah that's what I want that's all I want <laughs> more stabbies and then Daddleton I want more just... stab how about a stabby spinoff show yeah, Daddleton oh, and stabby I would kill for that. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so good. I think it's more like a web series. Is this not a web series? It's on Netflix. Mm. Mm, th- th- food for thought. Uh, <laughs> I need it. Uh, okay, how about the yeah? How about the backstory that we get between the woman and it's like they end up going in a romantic direction of. Um, and I agree, like Alex is presented kind of nonlinearly. Uh, I really, I think that adds the complexity into the uh, kind of emotional uh, response of piecing everything together as you're watching along with Horse uh, in the finale. Everybody, uh, I think, did. They, we knew something was going on in season one, and it's nice to see it confirmed, even yeah, though it is I a think little that, weird to some people. It's a cartoon. Just get over it. <laughs> no, no working has a lot as a line where he's like, uh, "I've I've been think can't stop thinking about you in the in the rift, right?" So this yeah. this is not, I guess, surprising um, that it goes in this direction where he was in love with her, um, but that he was like an Elktar from Sentai World that he ends up getting split, and then how that ties in. At first, I was like, "Oh, is is no working? Is no working an incel? Is that his motivation?" <laughs> But then they, then they, then they go in their own, an actual romance direction, right? Like she reciprocates. I, yeah, I guess so. That was. My... I feel like he's still a little bit of an incel, though. She called him cute, so like, I mean, he could be an incel and be cute. I regret that statement. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Please don't quote me on that. I, think, I, I mean, just the motivation of like he like you know goes so evil based on like uh, you know not uh, not being able to well, be with her, right? He, he go he goes that way because he does not even take make the effort to express that. So uh, that that uh, you know, he just it's a, therapy. Get that boy some. Yeah. Therapy. Are there centaur world therapists? There has there? to be, right? I mean, there's the whale tar. Glendale, Glendale has yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> has undone people's that. psychological. Yeah, she's not. Already. She's not qualified. That's okay. what if he breathed in a bag? Then none of this would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 true. That is her therapy. Breathe on a bag. What? How about from the the woman side of things with the, her being the prince, a human princess? Um, and uh, where? That's all I want to know. Wait, what do you want to know? Like princess of where and who was? Oh, yeah. uh, of some random Earth human nation. kingdom. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, um, like more information. <laughs> And and the um what what something I did find a little um uh, confusing I guess was it, it was cut it was cutting between obviously the backstory and then her in the present time where she seems like very depressed I guess that she has not uh, successfully stopped uh, the centaurs from getting into uh, from uh, letting the Nowhere King free and she's just like hanging out in the bear 
Beartar's cave. Like, the, yeah, like are they supposed cho- to be together chosen. at the end? Uh, yeah, the, the, the epilogue, uh, the Beartar like, gets her the keys. Like, I'm, I'm a little confused about like, where are they that roommates or from? roommates uh, with benefits? I'd, what's going on there? Uh, roommates, right? Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't necessarily think the uh, the Beartar woman present. Yeah, I didn't think that was that successful. Um, and they also cut pretty abruptly to her showing up after. Yeah, it was. I felt abrupt to me too. Yeah, not bad because I yep. love her, but like, what was she doing the other? She was just being depressed the whole time after yeah, season I one. So could sure. could we have done with more of the woman's perspective in in all of this? Yes, we could I, always I, do with more women's perspective. Yeah, just in general. Yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's general, something yes, that but, perhaps a, a, a adding some extra season might might do, where you'd have to you know like hey, remember guys, there's a princess care, there's a woman, a mysterious woman around here that you should be paying attention to. Uh, so and that might have. Uh, yeah, gotten us a bit more insight into her current backstory, but maybe there's not much best beyond beyond that. That like she's just disappointed, and that's kind of it. But also, like when we saw her backstory of her being in Centaur World, and like the guard was like, "Oh, don't let her get hurt. Her father will be furious." I'm like, "Why is the dad not coming here? Isn't it like a diplomacy thing? What is she like even doing here?" And it seems like her it was implied that the king didn't like centaur world but she was going anyway and like it was okay for her to go i i don't know i want to know more of the dynamic of like general people not general people like the kingdom i guess of the normal quote unquote normal world and centaur world cuz it seemed not good but like also okay i guess it's just how i don't know politics work in general yeah that is another component of the finale we get the we get to see what the earth centaur world dynamic was like before earth was like this war-torn uh devastated place um see them in the past that was really interesting and like yeah, it was they're, they're... better obviously but like people human people were like speciesist against centaurs mm-hmm. yeah I, I think yeah potentially we could have um we could expand on that or uh but i think i think we get kind of the, the setup in terms of how it applies to the nowhere king yeah, yeah we, we get just enough to know why the Nowhere King kind of hates be- being a centaur. Yeah. and uh, it's too silly. You got to embrace your silly side sometimes, though. I, I, I kind of like that as an explanation. It's like uh, centaur world, everyone in centaur world is so silly, so here's the serious person. And uh, yeah. you see the ramifications of... Uh... But then well, like, I... the woman slash princess was like, that's what I like about... Well, not necessarily the silliness, but like the fact what makes him different was what was appealing. Sure. Uh, well, also, like, he has to deal with these people every day who are crossing through his rift and, like, telling him how much he smells and, like, his sense of humor. Yeah, being racist, that. pretty much. Yeah, yeah so, like, uh, I, I think that while there is stuff to dig into, I think it tells us just enough without having to get into more complicated <laughs> questions. Yeah. Um, the, yes. Uh, are there I other like complicated questions? <laughs> other thoughts on this uh, whole backstory and... and networking stuff as we move on to other aspects so we can, we can always come back to it so. i do feel bad for him like i think it was a good decision that he was killed but i felt bad because he seemed super remorseful in the end like maybe he could have just gone to moltar prison right you could ask like now that he's put back together is, is yeah. he a threat anymore you know it's like don't use the death penalty just put him in jail yeah that's a good question like was it a punishment or was it because he's he would hurt more people he's like too far gone type of or thing. yeah maybe it was like considered a mercy for him because he didn't really want to be or a centaur that, anyway yeah. yeah i think it's ambiguous yeah, i guess deep. but uh 
and not surprising considering how hardened uh, the princess comes across throughout yeah. the show. Um, but, how much uh, time passed? It was established, right? Kind of. I mean, she was older. Yeah, she's definitely older. Um, I'm not sure how much time passed. The the the, the deer was in the with the, or the elk was in the prison cell for about ten years, right? The, the, yeah, that was, that was mentioned yeah. at some point. Yeah, and she aged. Yeah, how about how terribly. about the general uh, and how the general like uh, turns on him? And I lives. loved it. I don't like that's those are my comments. I just really like that they went that direction. I don't have any critiques, honestly. Well, and and it feeds if it like fe- uh, feeds into more of like the self hatred sort of the like I, I I am a human now. I want to forget that I ever was a centaur animal sort of thing and like bury it. But this is what happens. You try to bury your past. It comes back to bite you in the a- in the butt. Yeah, trauma stays unless you go to therapy. Yeah, yeah. Also, don't uh, imprison the other half of you. That literally. You know, yeah, person, yeah. Uh, literally or figuratively, or figuratively, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? what uh, how about other parts of the the finale? We talked about the epilogue um, with the uh, force becoming a a shaman. Yeah, the, the idea of shamans kind of disappeared for most of the season too, didn't it? It yeah, did, so. but then we got like Dylan. I think you mentioned the backstory episode. You meant like the horse backstory powers episode. Uh, yes, where we see all the, the other, he, she jumps into all the, the characters. That's what I want more of. Like, I also, I want to see Zulia's past. I mean, we know it kind yeah, of since he told it. us, but I'd still like to know. The, yeah. the, the only person who who gave consent did, did not actually get to experience it. Yeah, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I like <laughs> that, honestly. Yeah, and it was kind of wrapped up with a, oops, sorry, I didn't realize. And while it's like, eh, it's fine. Like, it was just very, very uh, wa- washed up. And I think as Julius gives the meta comment of, oh, we're just here for your own, like, self-building, eh? And yeah, just kind of move on. And, you know, that, that's another thing where it felt like with, uh, with an app, you know, a little, a little bit, uh, some extra episodes of like horse, like wanting to know stuff, or uh, or actually, actually expressing that beforehand. That might have been avoided, but I guess they needed to go through that fast. I wanted more Wama Wink backstory. Show yeah. me more war torn orphan. Let's talk about uh, the the backstories. I think this is episode five of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I can't wait any longer to bring up uh, one of the biggest reactions I had to the season was uh, in Durpleton's yes. backstory. Uh, can someone tell Ooh. me? Why Durpleton grew up in a Howl's Moving Castle? Because <laughs> he's an anime boy, cl- clearly. Did I miss right? something? Did they explain why he's, he's his parents live in a Howl's Moving why Castle? Why would they ever explain anything in this show? Dur- you say that, but the finale is them explaining everything. But look, then there's also stuff like this. Look, the thing is that everyone, in, obviously everyone in this show is weird. Like, they're all weird characters, but Durpleton is absolutely the weirdest of all the characters. The uh, one that, uh, at least for me, in season one, like, any time that it focused on him, it was very uncomfortable. Uh, season two, you know, it, it, it tries to make him a little more serious. I had a hard time buying into it, but I understand. <laughs> I don't know that they really try that much to make him more serious, but, this, oh, but he gets a very they, serious backstory, yeah. Exactly. Like they but it's set serious. in a Howl's Moving Castle, so is how serious Why is that is not it? serious? It's like, he, he just walked places it's like a mobile home 
It's because yeah, they wanted to they wanted to include creepy organ in the music for him, and that the only place you can do a creepy organ is in a like a giant dark house that apparently was. Yeah, but it was specific. Parents, it was specifically a Howl's moving. They house wanted house. to imply that his parents were rich enough to have a moving house. Dirty billionaire capitalists, like that's why. Is that what they're much. going for? I guess. That's I guess my it was interpretation. A, a yeah, that, that, Dad was reading was reading like the Business Times or something, right? Yeah. He wouldn't play with his son because he was too busy reading the newspaper. That's, this is why I put the um, his song on the list for one of my favorites because I didn't expect this backstory. It was a perfect backstory for Darpleton. And it how was. it relates to him being Daddleton this season. Yeah. 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 He's so actually good. a great dad. Yeah. Such a good dad with, with Stabby. For breaking the cycle of bad parenting. That, that, that's a solid message. Yes. Uh... So uh, that yeah, I mean, uh, I think that was uh, a good one. How about Ch- Ched's backstory? Okay, um, the backstory is the... fine. You, I, I just I'm not over him. I forgot what episode it is, but he's like, I'll kiss. What he he wants to kiss Zulius. <laughs> I forgot oh. the context of the scene, but that was like, oh, I forget. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, incredible for me. Yeah, he does. That's true. I guess Ched Ched confirmed. Ched's it made me sad when he when Zulius and Splendid got back together because of Ched. His reaction, he was like, no, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so good. Oh, no, I forgot the context of the scene. Okay, anyway, backstory, go ahead. There's a lot to remember from, from the season. Uh, we The, the Ched, Ched backstory and the horse tar uh, there we see in episode one. Um, what did you guys think of her, by the way? <laughs> the horse tar queen. The privileged one. Yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was silly. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's, it's a, definitely a strong choice to be the first episode of your season. Oh, it throws you back that. into it. That's uh, that's what we <laughs> you have to do in this show. Um, uh, I, well, I, I'm tra- looking for the songs that correspond. My very my very favorite time of day is somehow my one of my favorites from the the season, which is the Young Ched song. Yeah, I just love Young Ched being so peppy and cutesy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Um, we get uh, Young Glendale. Uh, so my portal, portal tummy, and me. Uh, so you'd think with Glendale's backstory, we'd learn why she is the portal tummy, but no, 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 that's just her. I want to know if her family, like, is as klepto as she is, like her real family, biological. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing is we get all these back these backstories, but they're all they don't actually really explain anything. They're just silly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's on hand, honestly. Yeah, which I, I, I mean, I, I like how they're approaching. They all they have songs, and uh, I think it's pretty good. And I guess Wama Winks was last season. Yeah, so yeah, she had a little snippet again, but I wanted more of her. What do we like about this power from Horse? The backstory power. It's interesting. Well, I, I think it's. Uh, I feel like one of the main purposes of even having that episode is to set up that they free that they freeze while it's there, so that way you have a way of how Horse handles the Nowhere King mm-hmm. at all. Like because uh, them them being uh, the nowhere king and the soldiers being frozen is the only way to give the centaurs a chance, given how overpowered they are. Yeah, yeah. I I I'd, uh, I I think yeah. It's it's I guess like a meta power. Um, and yeah, it does set up the finale. I like how it gets us to explore the the other characters because I do think like uh uh think a weakness potentially of season one was that there's all these kind of one one B main characters and we get to get into them more here even if it's in a silly kind of way i like uh diving into that in the backstory 
it's still on brand. It's a silly premise. Yeah, definitely. How about, okay, how about episode two? We have our uh, our Ember Island players, as is tradition now, <laughs> where you get to... You, you, <laughs> You get to see a play in the last season of the show that happens. This is a, a lot of shows do this now. Alex, are you not a fan by your <laughs> groaning? Well, uh, so I am a fan of the concept of them knowing that Central World is going on and that they are watching it. Now, the, the, the thing I have an issue with is like actually citing real life video to YouTuber language, like subscribing <laughs> and liking and the the tweets being actual birds like that that That's felt it was, it was that was a little like so I I like the meta ness of there being like fan clubs for the for the I, I enjoyed that part but yeah like actually maybe it's just because I I cringe in real life at anybody using that language like in just normal conversation <laughs> but like hearing like and subscribe a lot was really was really uh um, stressing me out. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they're going for, I think. So <laughs> they wanted you to cringe. Yeah, I think it's supposed to. Yeah, so the we, cast yeah. was what made it tolerable for me. Like now, to... I, I I will obviously say I am a member of the pregnancy hold children. I would just like to disclose <laughs> that in yes, case. Okay, okay. So we get we've we've been watching you. Is this and I love the concept of like they're literally bird tars. So it's like watching them from above the whole time. Um, we've been binge, binge watching you. Um, yeah. So let's go over the the clubs, the names, of the clubs. Um, so are you both members? of glendale's pregnancy whole children yeah which is Put said very fast and uh it's the most disturbing name but also John. the comfortable doug one what is it Dougligans, yeah, yeah uh, are we all Dougligans? i mean yeah. everyone's a Douglian. we have horse on. horse force chet heads uh hot goslings and team derp well, I'm a um, week deserves a club. <laughs> yeah, so what was up with that? Like, that, that, that's it's a, a good it's, meta joke. It's, but it's, I yeah, I like it's a meta joke about people don't like the mom character. Um, is, yeah. that, is that a thing? I feel oh, sad. Yeah. I think it's we moved past it a little yeah. bit, but uh, yeah. Aww. In the Avatar days, everyone hated Katara. They're Katara the haters, yeah. Yep, yep. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. But also just like, we like mom, Mama Link getting pissed off. I think that's the show yeah. goes down that route several <laughs> yeah. times. Um, Very good. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely horse force. I'm a big horse stan. We'll talk about that. You're not um, a Dougligan? But I'm also a Dougligan and definitely Team Derp in the last season. I mean... Uh, oh, that's a nice... I didn't expect this change from you. Good character development. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, so drawn in by the the incredible Abby does help a lot. Stabby and Daddleton. I was <laughs> the, it helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, a real, he's a dad now. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, Daddleton, we have Stabby. Uh, so is, they take the stupid joke at the end of last season with um, <laughs> the Minotaur who uh, Ryder stabs in the or back. Or he was a lizard, right? I don't, this is my confusion, because was he a Minotaur? He was just I part think of they call the, all of them Minotaurs? That's what's confusing to sure. me. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I, I could be wrong. Uh, Allie, here's my question: Is Stabby uh, D. Bradley Baker's greatest role? <laughs> Listen, because he gets to sing, I want to say. I mean, he's definitely top five, and he's a human here, or I mean, not it really, is, but, or uh, like a humanoid. Yeah, thing. he gets I, have actual lines. It's yeah. going up there for me. Like I sometimes couldn't tell it was him. I've never heard him sing before, or if I have, I haven't recognized it. Sure. Um, I mean, he's been in so much stuff. It's pretty sure great. Obviously, all his animal characters are high up on the list for me because he makes, he does things so many humans can't do, and it's terrifying, but also very impressive. But I love Stabby so much, and 
Oh, I had another note about this, but I don't remember what it was. I'll, I'll come back to it. Oh, the gag at the beginning. It, it, I mean, it was since the second season. I just love in the beginning of the second season where they <laughs> take out the knife and then keep putting it back in. Yes, yes. yes. Keep stabbing him. Oh, good. Yeah, just go ahead. And then I just love when he uh, gets his centaur world transformation stabbing. And uh, even before that, he's like, I can understand you. I yeah. sentences. <laughs> But then he just starts buying into it, with once it once he once he yeah transforms. Love it. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, Durbleton needed an identity, I think, and uh, I, I feel like yeah, I feel like he goes from a pretty silly. I mean, he is. His, I do think his songs are genuinely funny in season one. I love we bring back the they do bring back the, the whole song. Um, well, his, his identity in season one was giving very far out non sequiturs. Like, are we really here? Like that, that line sticks with me a lot for some reason. <laughs> We're all nude here. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just random, uh, um, you know, lines like that, but yeah, this is more of like an actual character traits that is not repelling. <laughs> a dad and a good dad. Yes, good dad. Um, they have the, they're in the beginning of the Hoot and Nanny song. I think they're great there. Yeah, which is that's the part where it's a Christmas episode because he's like, "What's what's a Hoot and Nanny?" But like, with the, I feel like someone had a Christmas hat on. There was snow going on. He's, it's like, "What is Christmas, Father?" That's the vibe okay, I got. That's okay. That's what you're going for with that. Okay, it is is snowing. Yeah, Isn't it's the... kind of it's a holiday ish episode, and everyone gets together like you do at the holiday. Yeah. Okay, I am. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. The Hoot Nanny. Did you <laughs> oh, like like the the Hoot Nanny? I did. I don't. I can't really. Re- the song doesn't feel like it was super memorable. I'm gonna be real, but I like that. Well, everyone- that one was building on the Welcome to Centaur World song. So, and I think that the original version of that is still the stronger one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, uh... Ballad, the Ballad of Guskin, the the Gophers. There's some longer ones too. Oh, in that yeah. episode. I don't um, that and there's what's a hoot nanny. Yeah, uh, so. I, I I did enjoy the the hoot nanny one because like it feels like our well, I mean the the finale also has this, but like it feels like a farewell to some of the mi- minor characters, like the the shamans and the cat t- tars, like uh, ones that don't really get much much to do in the uh, in the actual finale. Um, also. I, I don't remember what the trash tars did in the finale, but I enjoyed their brief appearance in the Hood Nanny, <laughs> just like rocking out. Uh, oh yeah, I, I feel like there's a distinct lack of rock music in a lot uh, in a lot of the theater stuff. So they they were a nice a nice. Oh, you gotta watch to Rent, mm. rock musical. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, what was I gonna go to next? Oh yeah, so okay. Anyway, that stabby. Uh, yeah, Stabby MVP of the the season. Do you know, think he's thing. D's best character? Uh, I'll say yes. I'll say better than the Avatar animals. Whoa, uh, that's, that's, a he, that's a hot take from us. But Avatar he does stands. sing. It's it's very it's you know it's hard he to top Stabby. singing. Uh, Stabby does have a squilliam vibe to him. <laughs> oh no. The uh, or the Earth uh, episode six uh, was the the writer on Earth uh, solo episode. No songs in that episode. Yes, I think so. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's a lot of Becky Ryder apples makes up for it because Ryder is perfect. She's yeah. very funny. Uh, I love Ryder. In in we mentioned the uh, 
looking for the, the digging friend holes in the finale writer is like a verse where she's just talking into the cadence of the. i thought that's the that's the funniest part of that <laughs> it was very good but i like when she said you should have let me do the war crimes yeah uh they call it a lot of talk about war crimes in in the finale uh there yeah just i thought that was a the episode six i think it's a gorgeous episode um i think uh i was i was very uh invested i think in the the, like in contrast to it's very serious in contrast to i guess the surrounding episodes um and i guess serious in a different way than the finale is um because like they go in a non kind of big battle epic thing kind of direction the finale it's more about the backstory and stuff so i feel like episode six is kind of that purpose we get like the serious kind of war type episode there Although it does still feel centaur worldy in like the inclusion of Water Baby and that mm-hmm. one bird tar. <laughs> yeah, I love how Water Baby comes in, and then uh, whenever there's just like the the contrasting styles right next to each other juxtaposed right together, I think Water Baby and Ryder was one of the best examples of that. Seeing the two the two um, the two design styles, uh, so I, I loved that at the end of the episode for sure. Um, how about other things from season two? I just keep thinking about about breathe in a bag. I love the touch. Yeah, talk about that. uh, The Glendale episode. I aside from the finale, if I wasn't allowed to pick the finale, I think I might pick the Glendale episode as my favorite. I was going to pick the one where West Covina comes in. Well, that's that's all the strong (laughs) strong choice. I I mean, we haven't talked enough about Glendale in this this podcast. So, what do we, Alex? What do you think about Glendale's Steve Jobs turn? Yeah, I, I was thinking it was more of an Elizabeth Holmes thing because she's also like changing oh her God. voice uh, as well and like being very inspirational about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I think it fits with her her vibe of being. Very, I mean, the the line in her song is like "Fly this anxious flag with me." It feels like an anthem that I can get behind. One exactly. of the few things that I can get behind in this show. So you need to get uh, a paper I, bag. That's a good idea. Yeah, I, I like I've never actually tried that before, but now I'm kind of tempted to just get to find a, a paper, paper bag somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if that's the moral of that episode, <laughs> isn't it? Though the the moral of the story is don't feel bad because you're anxious. You you, you are not alone. You have people to cope with, and uh, Glen, uh, Glendale is my uh, is 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 my leader and my teacher. And, all uh, hail Glendale! All hail Glendale! Yes. Here, here. Now, now uh, the actual putting stuff in the belly, like uh, I, I don't know, like <laughs> I, I can't relate to that, but I yeah. can and stress you. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Uh, what you guys kept mentioning? You guys put mentioning West Covina, and I was like, "What? This is this is Glendale's Spanish-speaking counterpart." Yes, okay. yeah, but it's not even a counterpart; it's just another. But it's it's actually it ends up being another. That's the gag. Which it is ends the up being another most person. perfect thing I've ever seen, Alex. I need you to tell me what she said. Like most of the time, I <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, but I know she used the word agujero a lot, which is Spanish for hole. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. Uh, it was but, really uh, good. Yeah, no, it, it, it was it was just uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Um, and, and like just the the name West Covina, which is like just some like random suburb in Los Angeles, but like it sounds like goofy enough. I'm like oh, yeah, she was just name a name a character that. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, Glendale is uh, Glendale was the best in season one, and I even though there's a little bit less of her in season two, I still really appreciate her in this season. 
I think I think she's she's very funny in season one. I think the portal tummy gag is always extremely funny. I appreciate that season two gave her other stuff to do. I think I was uh, alluding to that before. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, the West Covina gag, I think the her her Steve Jobs slash whatever persona, um, her being with the, the cold tars, having like a, another group. It feels more fleshed out, um, which I think was befitting of a standout character from from the first season. Um. Where is I gonna? What else is coming to mind from from season two? Um, I, I don't know. In general, how do you get? Well, I, I know we we've like commented that we 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 all enjoy comfortable Doug, right? But oh yeah, let's talk about comfortable Doug. But like season two, obviously upped his usage a lot. Uh, you know, like he he is bouncing around in uh, from Centaur World to Earth, and like you know, being his aloof self in all cases. Uh, I, I will say, um, you know, there are times in, by midway in the season that I was like, okay, we're we're probably overdosing a little bit on him as much as I like him. But then he goes away for a while, and then he comes back in the finale with Flat Dallas. I'm like, okay, I'm back, I'm back, I'm all Flat in. Dallas was um, incredible. Yeah, flat flat. Like it, it, the 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 story of Comfortable Dog from the end of season one is honestly a really great song. I think that Flat Dallas is able to compete with that. Like it, it, is, it is that good, and just the imagery as well. Like his sh- his chat, like uh, his silhouettes being giant in the in the sky. Uh, but so uh, by the end, he he re- he redeems himself, and I'm I'm back all in. But I do think that there there was for a stretch there a time where they were kind of leaning on him a bit too much. Yeah, I mean, I think they're minor appearances when he does pop up. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was happy to see him a few times. I'm a big, a big uh, Doug Ligon, uh from season one. Uh, you know, he co- he comes in as this random, what, like uh, prison guard. Um, yeah. And they, they instantly kind of up his character. Clearly, like the, the crew is tickled with Comfortable Doug immediately. Um, and uh, he uh, gets the his song in the riff part one, which is, I think, uh, one of the best moments of the show, um, even with season two added. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he has his minor appearances. Then he, he ends up getting his uh, his song um, in, in the finale with the flat Dallas, which is uh, very random. Uh, also, did I, did any of you stick around for the end credits of the finale? Yes, I, 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 I thought that was his best moment of the season. Like, even, <laughs> I, I loved him narrating the. I'd end agree credits. with that, honestly. I was Except even, like, for the song. Like, I mean, I love Flat Dallas. I, 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 I was a little bit. Uh, I, if if I uh, had a criticism of Flat Dallas, but it's a little like random, like LOL random. But this whole show is. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's the show. Go so ahead, I know thanks. that's not a real thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I was just waiting for him to get his next epic song the whole time. He was popping up. I'm like, come on, like, mm-hmm. where, where's the, where's the, your next number? Because that was such an incredible moment of the first season. And we, we eventually pay off here with, with the Flat Dallas. What, what, what's, what are our interpretations of Flat Dallas? What is, what does it mean? It's his stage Sona. Maybe. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's, a, no, it wasn't implied. It was stated that he, it's like who he is when he comes to the, war-torn world yeah he, he is right in saying that it is impossible to be comfortable in battle so he takes on a different persona and he stands up for the little guy which makes sense because he is himself a little guy who is capable is of many sona. things yeah so why does that translate to flat dallas what's the equation um I don't know. texas he, he he dug deep into the ground one day and he ended up in texas and saw cowboys and was like that's cool i'll do that yeah it's just cowboy uh like you uh, you, you want a spin-off series do a spin-off of doug Ooh, just showing up yes. in random earth stuff and being and like yeah, bringing sure. that back to centaur world 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. I would do a comfortable Doug. I mean, I think he's the breakout character online. Um, we'll see if that holds up into to after season two. I think people are into the flat Dallas. Um, and, and and like just the existence of comfortable Doug really fits uh, like fits the vibe of Center Heart World. Where like it, aesthetically, it's a little disgusting to look at at first. He's very moist. He has no eyes. It's like what is this thing? And like the voice is so out there. But then like in action, it's like well, this is funny. And like using <laughs> him in like these brief bursts and giving him such like over the top numbers. He's like okay, I'm uh, I'm I have succumbed to this. This is awesome. So, like, the, the comfortable dog, I think, is an epitome of the strengths of Centaur World for how, like, all the stuff it's juggling just, like, in his look and his vibe. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think he also embodies, like, the meta-ness of the show because uh, he's this – he's, like, feels like a very uh, – genuine like kind of an organic kind of breakout character like he's he's in this like dumb little role but then they just uh give him this kind of uh other importance in the show and he keeps popping up for no reason uh and he gets a big number for for no reason in the finale (laughs) um so it's just kind of inexplicably and the the show is like meta aware and also uh it does it very much feels indicative of the show's tone and approach and everything uh, Flula Borg does an amazing job voicing him and singing. Um, For sure. Yeah. Incredible okay. performance. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think he's always funny. I mean, the fact that he is just like, he just kills the like a uh, comedic, um, amazing comedic way then credits just like talking over it. Um, like that's like how you know you've like such a, an incredible character. Thank you character. for watching the show. <laughs> It's, it's 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 kind of it, like it just takes i'm i was like familiar with Fulaborg before this this uh, show it just takes his like comedic persona already and it's just like an amped up version of that it's kind of perfect uh for him this character mm-hmm. um but he's just he's very funny uh like in his normal comedic persona and then this is like a great version of it as well yeah i hope he shows up in more animated stuff uh, he also did a, a he was a professor in one episode of amphibia he was also pretty good in that like it, it, it's it's a perfect voice for it i we we, we I, I would and he uh, also would put on a german that. accent in that yeah <laughs> oh nice that, that's it, that's that his that's his accent. That's I that's don't how know who he is. He's, he's 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 like a, a German guy, and he like plays up that he's German, and so he always talks like this. Like that's how he always talks in every show. There's one line from the Glendale episode I, I would like to point out when Glendale is stuck on the other side. You left your reindeer wife behind. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife, Rinder, yeah, uh, and he he was a YouTuber originally, by the way. Um, oh, and, so, and uh, we get uh, other internet people are coming in in the love her yeah Yeah. uh yeah i think uh i don't know comfortable doug we're having our uh ovas end of year awards i would say i would say comfortable doug is a strong contender for supporting character Um, like uh he's this is i feel like this is the the internet's breakout supporting character of the year is this comfortable doug um and yeah i I did yeah i I agree he popped up a lot in the beginning of the season um and then but the important parts uh i I still feel like they ended up using him sparingly in terms of we didn't go like the the solo doug episode you know we don't we i guess they resisted that urge um i would i would have i could i would have been on board though if we just did uh episode episode. it it was just comfortable doug yeah Mm -hmm. um so I don't know. I think they. You can I do want the his backstory. Photos. Horse should jump into his backstory. Well, we kind of we kind of knew he was just the. We do, but and he I talks. Still... He talks about it in his song too. He was like, I was, uh, I was just in the, the Mozart prison. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no. But then I, I feel like apparently he like takes takes trips to Earth, right? Um, yeah, that we learned was like, that. 
<laughs> she was trying to find a way back home the whole time in season one, and none of the Moltars mentioned, oh yeah, we can dig. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out, I guess. It, do- it does check out. It's show silliness. Yeah. But I love that that... that I don't remember if Horace was ever like, wait, you could have done that the whole time. She just like saw it as like, oh, good for the war. But she wasn't angry. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Horace. Uh, I want to give Horace her her due. Um, speaking yeah. of our awards, that's one of my mm-hmm. favorites for a main character. I love Horace in the show. I love how she functions in the show as, as you know, the, the serious, uh, the kind of the straight man presence into this zany world. Um, and uh, she's so many incredible songs. Kimiko Glenn, uh, incredible performance as Horace than all the songs in in her just normal vocal work um and uh seeing her kind of uh become endeared to centaur world throughout season one and uh her getting back to Ryder um the uh, I, I think the emotional core that's another reason why I don't think you can kill off Ryder at the end that's the emotional core of the show I think um yeah. so the uh, I mean it would have been all the more devastating for but uh the uh, Kimiko Gwen and um Jesse Muller's writer, I think the amazing performances there, yes. um, and uh, just her her range and um, the journey the character goes on, uh, and season two I guess is like the feels like a payoff to her her kind of her everything she went through in season one, um, and uh, I just I'm always on board with Horace every kind of scene she's in, um, I think she's always like really uh, interesting and endearing. Uh, I think all of her songs are great and have a wide range. Um, and uh, what 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 other what were her big songs this season? Becky Apples. Becky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk Becky Apples. I I so if if I had uh, like I said, I thought there's a lot of reprises this season. I don't think there's a lot of like holy stand on their own type of songs that are like really kind of distinctive musically. I guess would be a. A criticism I have, but I'm still going through the album a lot more. So we haven't we haven't spent as much time with the season two soundtrack yet. I feel like Becky Apples is like the most. Uh, it's really good, it's sketchy. <laughs> the most standout kind of like it's song on its own. Um, I would and... agree, except for the um, what is it the uh, the Elk Tour Suite songs, obviously because sure. it's just a backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Brian Stokes Mitchell, incredible in those. Um, Everything uh, else is pretty like reprisal and and flat dallas previously mentioned yes. yeah i think <laughs> flat dallas and becky apples or would yeah would come to mind but um yeah megan hilty is also hilarious in, in i am obsessed with her have been yes. since i saw her in wicked she's amazing and uh one wink well we were talking about characters like one wink this season kind of settles into more of a supporting character since like her, her main stuff in season one has mostly been been addressed but i think that one wink like set, settling into that into that role to the point that they like point out in a meta way at the end of that second episode right like i'm still a main character but like <laughs> But I, I think that she, uh, uh, for the again, like less use because it's getting into more of a serious story by the by the end of it. But she's still very effective in in her usage this season. Yeah, I think Wong Wink is always good, which is I think why it's also funny that everyone that she doesn't have a fan club. <laughs> I feel like she's one of the most solid characters. Mom yeah, she is. She's like great. the second lead to a certain extent in the first season. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, yeah, be- uh, what, what Becky Apples? Um, no, I don't know if we have any other uh, Becky Apples. Breathe in a bag was another. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a very good one. Yeah, breathe in a bag is great. <laughs> other other horse comments. Uh, I definitely want to make sure we give horse her due. I love her. I mean, I echo everything that you said. I just love her, and Kimiko Glenn did a fantastic job. 
I, did, wow. I didn't really know she was a singer except for like when she was in Wait- Waitress, but this like really showcases her range. Yeah, definitely. So, so many, so many songs, so much uh, different things to cover. Um, Horses design. So in the first season, uh, when she gets her centaur worldification, um, she ch- I was, uh, I reacted very strongly. I was uh, horrified by. <laughs> <laughs> I was too. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter. They were like, oh my God, I love it. I was like, really? Well, in see, I, okay. Well, f- okay. So first of all, my reaction was, do you know that like fan comic of the end of Beauty and the Beast where it's like, yeah, change, like back. change back, change back. Like that, that, that was me to horse when she became, so. but, but then in season two, uh, we saw it, we end up seeing her original design during the the flat the when she goes in the backstory and it um, feels and wrong doesn't mm-hmm. it and it felt wrong i was i was yeah i was like i bought in finally to her centaur world self that's how you know the show did a good job right like i reacted so strongly and yet i didn't want her back to her original design by the end that was a great journey that did, uh, the show went on did you guys describe any meaning to that to her being back to her normal self in there I wanted to be like, this is how she wants to see herself now because it like mm. she's not the same person or like not even a person, but like she's not the same anymore and she doesn't want to go back. But that's I feel like it was probably just maybe a centaur world perma symptom. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a ambiguous thematic meaning, but um, you do it because it's like a visually striking thing. It's like, here's a here's an avenue to bring back the original design. Um, but, uh, and I think it, it maybe it's, it's, well, the backstory is very serious too. So it's like, she mm-hmm. comes, she, she has her serious design there. Um, so it feels, it feels appropriate. Um, it, it's serious, but also she's farting in the, in the, the dream <laughs> yeah, space. That, the finale whatever. starts off with her farting for like 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, but also I was she like, had this a, is a choice. when she went into the backstory of, I think it was Wama Wink where she farted again. Cause it was like, she was like, oh, finally. <laughs> The Centaur World's like, we're going to do this really serious epic finale, but first we're going to have Horace fart for a while. Like, that's how we're going to, that's where we're going to make you sit through. To, and then the Nowhere King finds her like that, <laughs> farting. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, who haven't we talked about? Zulius? Um, what do you think what about you... Zulius ending up with uh, Splendid? I'm happy about it, but Chet having a crush on Zulius was heartbreaking for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not over it. Is that is that your ship? I don't know if it's my ship, but just Chet, man. He has so much, like, internalized hatred for things. Like, sure. he wanted to be a horse. He had inter- or a horse star. He had he hates horse. He wants to be with Zulius. I don't know if he's a homophobic, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> homophobic? A homophobe, excuse me. A homophobic, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I like this Chet analysis. It's, it's, I mean, I didn't think he would be, like, this deep of a character because he's, like stereotypical jock but like lots of people in the closet are like that until they come out so that's what i'm saying mm, interesting yeah but i like uh, that he got like um that uh Zulius got back together with splendid uh, I, I i is this the I, I didn't write it down but like is this the first instance where a, a gay ship is given their own ship name or has somebody else already done that did they give a name? Yeah, like it, they, they like did the freeze frame thing that Zulius does, and in, in the yeah. caption is like ship name something something. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Yeah. Oh no. Boots or sparkle? I don't know, something like that. Um, uh, something and something. Uh, yeah, and also Zulius is uh, his his confessional mechanic. Uh, that's when he talks to the camera. That's a confessional and survivor uh, diary room in Big Brother. That's a, yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, 
reminds you of uh, like Kelsey and Greg of the Creek, uh, that type of uh, type of gag. Um, yeah, I think I think we Zulius interesting. We could have done more with Zulius. Um, Zulius's right, so- main thing this season is that as me- that meta episode where he's like using his theatricality yeah. to convince these other people who are theatrical about things. Yeah, that's kind of the main thing you got. Plus the Splendid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess he's he was in, involved with uh, with the the the, the, the Christmas episode, the, the suppose the hoot nanny uh, towards the end. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I don't know the the show has a lot of mouths to feed. I think, um, and uh, different people have stood out at different times. Uh, Ali, any any characters or songs that uh, you're thinking of that we haven't talked about? I think I mean I'm just thinking of season one because there, you know, a lot of the originals that came back in season two were very, it stuck out in my mind a lot in season one. Mostly the songs that were sung by Horse about Rider because, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, it was very heavily queer coded in my mind at least. Um, Rider's lullaby, a lot of things from um, Wama Wink, like Fragile Things. Yeah, let's um, talk about some of the core songs. There's Sent Our World, um, the, the the opening song. Uh, Hello, Rainbow Road, how you end uh, the first episode. Yeah, Fragile Things comes back a lot. I also really like Tornado because of the harmonies, and it's really creepy and eerie sounding. Yeah, I think that's one of the first songs in the show that like really gets you like, okay, this is like going some darker places. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I would say the, the the Who Is She trilogy of songs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that, that one comes back a ton. In, in yeah, season. well, it, like it, this season of the who, who Was She, right? And and then it also like gets sort of included in that final uh, in the finale song. Yeah. But then like the, there's the original Who Is She from the from the Tea Timers, and then the reprise where she's like going jumping into the. Uh, whale tar and smell so it's using a lot of like emotional spots where like she's figuring out like who like wh- like what her identity is at that at that point so i feel like they're 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 very useful in like figuring out where horse's character is and while also of course just being very like moving musically yeah it's a very uh, beautiful soundtrack i think my favorite song from the first season is what if i forget your face because it's like it with no context it's a gay song it's like really gay <laughs> And it's just, it's really pretty, but it's really gay. Like, uh, close I didn't eyes, expect this much talk about uh, Horse and Rider that way. I, I, listen, that's how a lot of, <laughs> I saw a lot of people on Twitter I'm following, they were reading it that way when the first season came out. They were like, so is Horse in love with Rider? I don't, I mean, I was just taking it out of context, like not in the show. I was like, wow, this song not in the show is really gay. And that's what I like about it. But it's also just the... The formula of the song that everything is really good uh i'm not sure if this counts as part of the elk tour suite but that like wet sort of wedding song the one shattered now whole i thought that was that was all right like um is you know like uh, uh, I, this is like one of the few like actually rom- uh, compared to whether we can read romantic without context this is one that's actually romantic <laughs> like, yeah uh, it didn't feel as romantic as this song <laughs> Yeah. yeah, to uh, to wrap up the season one, the, the finale songs, we talked about them, but uh, the, the the riff songs, the hero of my story, Comfortable Doug. Um, mm-hmm. but you song. can't forget I Steal So I Can Feels. Okay. I could, I could forget it, but... No, you can't. Ever. It's incredible. <laughs> I Steal, yes. Uh, uh, but the, the two the two big ones also after that from the, the rift, uh, 
was uh, I've been searching for you um, when they horse and rider reunite um, between them yeah. parody. And uh, I don't think we mentioned it yet. Nothing good. I um, can't believe they got oh, yeah. Leo Salonga and only gave her two songs in the whole series. Yeah, but nothing good is, I think, probably the best song from the, the show. Yeah. You know, at least musically, like at least as like a Broadway song, like mm-hmm. incredible vocal performance. Like, uh, so I don't know. I think like it's still like probably my favorite songs. I haven't again, I haven't spent enough time with the season two soundtrack yet, but I think probably the the favorites are kind of all from season one. Um, yeah, I've been searching for you. Nothing good. I mean, those are so so incredible. Those two and the comfortable dog song. <laughs> yeah, I think the comfort. I would like to believe that. I mean, I agree with you, Alex. That Flat Dallas does come close to the original comfortable dog song but that's i i don't know if it holds quite as bright of a candle <laughs> we have to we have to wait and see if it is ends up being as memorable i don't think we can make a judgment yet on the flat dallas what is the meme longevity of flat I, I think dallas? it's flat dallas because you can draw him in a little cowboy hat that they like helps a lot it's, we'll see how much yeah we'll see in know. in half a year if the comfortable dog fan art is normal comfortable dog or flat dallas version if he said yeehaw, maybe it would have made it more memorable. He can shoot tiny versions of himself. By the way, that's the thing we haven't talked about this podcast, the shoot tiny versions of yourself uh, centaur power uh, highlight that they bring back many times. Yeah, but see, flat- I, I wasn't thinking about that for most of the season. So when they finally brought it back, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and I like that horse can do it in the end. And the flat, but flat Dallas shoots specifically flat Dallas versions. <laughs> <laughs> Not normal comfortable. Because Dallas you need versions. to do it. It's like an attack move. Yeah, that's he doesn't true. fight wars underground. He does. fights them with tiny flat Dallas. Yes. Um, what was that? There's another tiny versions moment. I don't know when horse at the end was able to shoot tiny versions from her hooves. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. Uh, Alex, what characters or songs are standing out that we haven't talked about? Um, in terms of mi- minor characters, um, the, uh, the, 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 the tree shamans are very minor, but like, <laughs> I, 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 I really like their song from season one. And I, I think that in, in season two, like the, their, their main appearances of that, that hood nanny, and they're just very above it all. Like, so that this sucks. You're all using us. Like we're, like, we're not actually here. We're just gar- like a bathroom to you. So that was that, a good joke about like what people do with Christmas trees. You just yeah. put garbage on us. So I, I I really liked them uh, as as a minor character, um, and songs I, I think we've covered pretty much um, <laughs> most like half half the soundtrack at this point. Although um, I, I would just say uh, uh, with the uh, um, in terms of theatricality, and since we're also covering season one here, uh, as much as the the tail character is not exactly my favorite. <laughs> But the the tail joke, the tail song in that episode is very like also feels very like vaudevillian, Broadwayish in a way that I re- I really appreciate. I'm, I'm appreciative a lot more on re-listens than I was originally. So I would just it's like great. Give that He's a shout a out. Singer, he puts on like a. a yeah, pa- pa- Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, Paul F. Tompkins, and then Tail only only talked for like one second in season two, and it was while Horse was farting. Yeah, <laughs> so sad. Tail spinoff show. I didn't think you liked Tail, Dylan. Oh, I, I gotta love Tail. <laughs> you gotta love I'm okay with Tail, but I'm not gonna tell everybody that I gotta like Tail. It, look, it's, considering he was not even used in season two, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Tail was a great <laughs> character. I love Tail. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I think all the sillier aspects on uh, the more I listen to the songs and stuff, the more you revisit Centroid. I think those are work better for me. Oh, 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 what, one other musical point. Uh, Durpleton in the first episode sings this lullaby to, to Stabby that is that is uh, stealing from the writer's yeah, lullaby. And I felt kind of insulted by that. I was like, no, this is Rider and Horses thing. You can't take I this. I also story. thought it was a little weird. The but... Stabby. No, it was great. No. That, that was uh, how you knew that would be the defining relationship of season two. Is, it's uh, all about love. Durpleton and Stabby, yeah. Rider and Horses Love is special. It is. So is Durpleton and Stabby. That was the. That's how you knew this one. That's the most special. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we can we can we can start to wrap up here. Um, we've talked about a lot. There's so much from from the show, so I think we've covered a large mm-hmm. a large portion of it from from Centaur World. Uh, Ali, what's on what's on your mind as we're wrapping up about Centaur World? Uh, <laughs> comfortable duck. <laughs> yes, uh, good answer. Forever be on your mind, no matter what. <laughs> Are you good comfortable? Answer. Yeah, no. I mean, also I, the music. I just wanted to listen to both soundtracks now, not like in one sitting. But I do need to go back and rewatch season two because I just finished it today. <laughs> but it was very good. Um, I would really recommend the show to anybody, like even if it's not, or rather, especially if it's not in your typical wheelhouse of like genre or humor style anything because it's really as we've been saying unlike anything out there but it does take like it will remind you of some stuff and it's it's a great show give it a chance yeah definitely alex what about you yeah i'm I'm pretty much echoing what what ali said that like centaur world is like such a a special show that i'm not sure we're gonna get another show like that very soon and i'm happy that that it exists it's just like to the point like as you probably people who are listening to this can can tell like there's so many songs to gush about there's so many like care characters like if for, for for only two seasons it is stocked with like like characters that make like one scene or one episode appearances and like immediately make an impact so like you you'll you'll find the favorite character pretty quickly it's like got stuff like some story stuff that you're able to dissect it's got it's chock full of visual gags so it, it's like it, it's it feels like they packed as much as they could into this, and I, I think it paid off really well. Uh, I will def- I've definitely listened to the season one soundtrack a couple of times, which is not something I can say for a lot of shows that have music. So uh, I, on its even on on their own, the songs work, but with the visuals, a couple of them are, are even elevated, including Flat Dallas. Um, so it, yeah, I. I Centaur World was a great experience. I'm very happy with uh, with what we got. If we ever got a spinoff or a season three, I would be more than on board for for that. But um, as it is, uh, all all I can do now is just you know we'll let let people know that Centaur World is something worth uh, pay, paying attention to, and ho- hopefully we get like you know more um, uh, animation of the of this like co- colorful like whack wacky style but that's uh, that doesn't that doesn't ha- feel the need to be pigeonholed into one tone or the other and like let let more shows experiment in the way that this show is obviously allowed to do yeah i agree i'd love love more unique shows shows of this kind shows that do similar interesting genre things 
um, Center on one of my top shows of the year. Yeah. Agree, disagree. Agree. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember all the can. Uh, honestly, there have been a lot of good good shows this yeah. year. But, like, yeah, I, I would definitely pay attention to anybody who wants to argue that. This is top oh, yeah. five for me of the year. Yeah, I agree. This is my top, top five, top Well, four. season one happened this year. Yeah. Yep, all, the whole show is this year. So yeah, so, it. like, that. That's that's a heavy competitor then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I was considered, I was like, if season two was the best, I, this would have been my runaway show of the year. I think, see, I didn't quite, like, love season two that much, you know, but it's still up there. It doesn't really capture the magic that the first season does, because it's a lot of original stuff in the first season. I so I didn't think this was like my reaction wasn't that season two was like worse. It was Not just like it was it's kind of like Kipo season three. I was like, this is like very much ba- a conclusion season was mm-hmm. my opinion on mm-hmm. Kipo. It's like it's based on the first two seasons. I felt that way about this season. This was like a spinoff of the first the season. Thing, the last season of a lot of great shows are not the best and that's just telling how good the show is. I kind is. of feel that way about Avatar season. Yeah, three. I was like, going to say Avatar yeah. season 3 is my least favorite season. Well, it's it's just it's just very much based on the previous stuff. It's kind of hard to evaluate on its own. Yeah. But for this show, yeah. But also for Centaur World, I think that applies cuz yeah. everything's based off season 1. Yeah. If there are best music categories for any of these awards show, the Centaur World would have to be a, a runaway. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to go that. up against uh Central Park. I don't know which one I'd pick for musicals. I feel like I might be leaning towards this. I think they're, yeah, both great musical shows. I mean, potentially sent our world even better, but I would love that we have, we love that we have a few musical, full musical series. Yeah, give us more musical television shows that are animated, specifically animated. (laughs) Very few shows that adding music to would make them worse. Like, that's my opinion. It just uh, increases your base level by a lot. It's like, at least there's good songs in it. Young Justice a musical. I think it would be even better. I think. (laughs) If, if you, if you that would be the like a musical that would be incredible yeah there was well yeah they're they're, they're doing a musical for the, like the movie oh um, yeah i'm and, excited uh, they, they've, they've had a, that. it'll be good um but uh oh man now i'm thinking of young justice the musical. <laughs> that's the perfect show though like because it's wacky it's kind of wacky in its own way i think it would also kind of okay it's like uh, a, um captain america musical that's in hawkeye right something like yeah that. and it would be bad like that yeah exactly yeah, that'd be bad. good okay <laughs> That's the next show. <laughs> more musical shows, more weird shows. Let's do it. That's yes. the moral of Center World. Set uh, Daddleton and uh, Stabby spinoff coming soon. Yeah, g- g- give the Broadway actors more work. They need it. Yes, and they deserve yeah. it. They're so talented yeah, and lovely. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Let us know all of your thoughts on our Centaur World discussion. Um, I'm sure we didn't cover everything, so what we didn't talk about. Leave a comment anywhere at uh, overlyanimated.com. All of our links you can find there. And, uh, yeah, I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, what else do we have to, to go over at the end? You can uh, support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our Patreon podcast, Ivan. And thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Steve, Michael, Finition, and Anon. Um, that is it for Overly Animated in 2021, probably. But uh, go to, uh, make sure you're following us, uh, all the links at, overly, at uh, overlyanimated.com to not miss upcoming podcasts and uh yeah check out the our ovas award see how center world does yeah yeah so that's it thanks for listening guys we will see you next time bye 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 now oh wow did you you save that impression for just now (laughs) nice Nice. say something else say something (laughs) don't tell now (laughs) it's really good it's easy you just have to put on like a I don't know what this is.
Get in my tummy. Get in my tummy hole. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> what <laughs> did you say? Get in my tummy hole. Santa's Southern. Yeah. <laughs> it is Southern. You just got to do this thing with your throat. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can get my throat. Right now. I can't do more. <laughs> <laughs>